It's time for Friday Follies, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Vehicles just reported via tones that it has started guided entry. We are decelerating. About 70 meters per second. 50 meters per second. Descending at about 0.75 meters per second as expected. Expecting bridal cut shortly. Bells in the Battery, the special science episode, released on August 10th, 2012. Copyright 2012 by John Bell Creative, LLC. Touchdown confirmed. We're safe on Mars. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Bells in the Bat Free. I'm John Bell, your genial host, and today I have several guests from the scientific community, and Arnie will be calling in. He's apparently working on some big project, and we'll find out all about that. A lot of breakthroughs have been made recently in quantum mechanics, and I have with me two experts on this, Professor Ziegfeld Kromitz and Dr. Bob Dorflester. Howdy. Let's start with you, Dr. Kromitz. You have a new theory that somehow relates to the Big Bang Theory, the beginning of the universe? Yeah, well, as you know, it is theorized that the entire universe began as a tiny, tiny speck of mass that exploded and spread mash all through the universe. Yes, that is true. Of course it's true. I just said so. Did I ask you to talk? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Then be quiet and let me talk. Fine, go. Yes, thank you. Well, there are those who say that once the universe grows out as big as it can, it's going to start compressing and turn back into that little tiny itty bitty speck again. Well, I feel that due to the quantum theory that there may be parallel universes. And not only are there parallel universes, there may be oblique universes. Oblique universes? You're talking again? Mm-hmm. Oblique universes would intersect one another because they're not parallel. Therefore, they would have certain things in common. And I have discovered that maybe one universe is expanding and one is contracting and the contracting universe is going to contract into our expanding universe. But don't you say that like a lump? Make a comment. Oh, oh, well, I didn't know you it's wanted me... your show says okay, something. Fine, fine, fine. Uh, my first question. Uh, if there's more than one universe, why would they call it a universe? What? And if there are two universes, wouldn't it be a biverse? And if there are three, wouldn't it be a triverse? I don't want or... a triverse. I'm not a poet. I'm a scientist. And what's the plural of the word universe? Would it be universes, universi, universities? And why would something where there's only one of them require a plural word anyway? Who invited you to this show? I'm the host. Well, that's what's wrong with science today. Getting back to your theory, you say that there is a coinciding universe that is oblique to ours that is collapsing, and you say it's going to collapse into our universe? Yeah, well, not is it going to collapse, but let me check my figures here. It has collapsed. It has collapsed. Yeah, well, we have a collapsed universe here in our universe. In fact, it's uh, not that far from here. Where is it? It's in a clothes dryer. A clothes dryer? On Elm Street. Elm Street? 721. Wait a minute. In the lint filter. In the lint filter? Yeah, well, lucky break for that universe, huh? I know that address. That's Brad Montworth's address. Ah, this Montworth, a great scientist, eh? Um, oh, science is in such trouble these days. Let me see if I can give him a call. You do that. Um, have you got a quarter? A 
quarter what? Quarter isotope? Quarter life? Quarter that? No, no, no. A, a quarter. A quarter dollar. A quarter do- I don't have change. I'm a scientist. I don't get change. I get grants. Grants? Grants. Grants? Yeah. You mean like... $50 bills? Actually, yes, but more like $100 bills. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. But you don't have a quarter. Nine. Oh, so you don't. Yes, I do. You just said nine. I've got nine quarters. Nine quarters. Which is one and three quarters dollars. I just need one. Grant? No. Benjamin. Quarter. Oh, here you go. Thank you. What are you doing? I'm calling Brad Montworth. Don't you have a cell phone? This is my cell phone. I got a really bad provider. Hello, Brad Montworth. Brad, this is John Bell. I was wondering John if you... John what? Who now? John Bell of Bells in the Bat Free. Oh, yes. Bells in the, um... Your employer. Of course. Yes. My, um, imp- employer. I give you a check every two weeks? What can I do for you, sir? Brad, do you have a washing machine? I certainly do, and it's yours for just $350. No, I don't. And I'll wa- throw in the clothes <sighs> washer for just another $250. Brad, I... And I have an almost unopened box of those little static clean sheets that you drop in the dryer while it's drying. It makes it smell nice. It keeps it from going... Ow, I hurt my finger. Brad, could you please go look in your dryer? Today's not wash day, Mr. Bell. Yes, I realize... Wash day's the last... Day of the month. I understand that, Brad, but you only do wash one day a month? It's okay. I've got two shirts. Look, Brad, just humor me, okay? Okay. So if two you... ducks walk into a bar. That's one not sa- what I mean by humoring me. Just go look in your dryer. All right, all right. Hold on, hold on. Uh, let's see. Uh, underwear, socks. Oh, I hurt my finger. Brad, I thought you said today wasn't wash day. No, it's not. I, I washed these a couple of weeks ago. <sighs> Continue. Well, that's about it, Mr. Bell. That's all that's in here. Brad, do you have a lint filter? Well, sometimes my belly button catches a lot. In of... your dryer, Brad. Oh, oh, oh. Lint filter, lint filter. Let me see. Lint filter. Let's see. Um, um, Mr. Bell, what's, what's a, a lint, lint filter? filter? How long have you had this dryer, Brad? I don't know. About four, five, six, eight, ten years. At the bottom of the door opening, is there sort of a... Big fuzzy thing. <laughs> yes, a big old gray fuzzy thing. That's lint. No, that's Charlie. He's my lucky bunny. No, it's lint, Brad. It looks like Charlie. The little recess that it's in pops out, Brad. It does? All righty. <laughs> Look at that. Charlie's got a little portable hut. Yes. Is there anything in that filter other than lint? Charlie. Charlie. Let me see here. Excuse me, Charlie. Let me kind of dig around here. You go, whoa, yeah, there's a little bitty rock. A rock. Dang heavy, too. Brad, that might be a universe. Hmm? That might be an oblique universe. A sleek Miss Universe. Tell him to keep it in a safe place. Brad, keep it in a safe place. Well, actually, it was in a safe place till he had me take it out. I suppose. Charlie was keeping an eye on it. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not an eye, but... Professor, I mean, what's going to happen to this universe that he's got in his lint filter? It will start expanding again and become another universe. Oh, my. And when is this likely to happen? Ooh, possibly in about uh, one or two... Months, weeks, days... Billion years. Oh. Hey, Brad, in a couple of billion years, that rock is going to start expanding into another whole universe. Really? Wow. Guess I better expand my utility room. Maybe add a couple of feet on it here. Yeah, that might be a good idea. Thank you very much, Brad. Glad Charlie and I can help. Now let's get back to our discussion of science. Ooh, I'll be hanging up then. Let's turn now to my other guest, Dr. Bob Dorflester, who has been working with 
quantum mechanics for quite a while now and was also instrumental. He was part of the team who discovered Higgs boson. Dr. Dorflester, welcome to Bells in the Battery. Dr. Dorflester. I think he's asleep. Doctor. He could be dead. Dr. Dorflester. Huh? Oh. Is it my turn? Yes, yes. Sorry, you guys are just yakking along there, and I just kind of went into a thoughtful trance. Uh-huh. I was contemplating the Big Bang Theory. Ah, well, what are your thoughts on the Big Bang Theory? I like it. Yes, well, would you care to elaborate on why? I, I tell you, you know what really gets me? When, when that tall dude goes, Penny, Penny, um... Penny. No, no, no. I, I don't think we're talking about... Oh, this is the little guy with a strange foreign accent. <laughs> oh, he can't talk to the lady. Yeah. Until he's had a few beers. Yeah. Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> he becomes Mr. Chatterbox. <laughs> yeah, that's the TV show, The Big Bang Theory. We're talking about science. There's a lot of science in that show. Yeah, and comic books. Yeah. I like comic books. Uh, Dr. Dorflester, could you tell us about your experiences in quantum mechanics? Well, it's not that I'm in quantum mechanics. I I am a quantum mechanic. You are a... Yeah, I work out at Quantum Chevrolet, and I fix the cars. Um, but you were instrumental in the discovery of Higgs boson, weren't you? Oh, yeah, 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 that was mine. Oh, thank heavens. But you're saying it wrong. Oh? It's the Boss Hogson. The Boss... Yeah, we found out that if we yell at the other mechanics like Boss Hog does on, on, on Dukes of Hazard, then uh, they work faster. They work faster. Yeah, yeah, listen. You boys, get back to work now. Come on, you ain't gonna get no pay if you don't get some engines fixed there. <laughs> What'd you think of that? Uh, would you mind if I took notes on this? This is fascinating. Yeah, sure. Go right ahead. Yep, yep. I'd like to thank both of you for coming out here today and uh, joining us in this special science episode of Bells in the Bat Free. Weren't no problem at all. Certainly welcome. And you can go now. We're We're done. Hmm? How's that? Go! Oh! Oh! oh okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, uh, uh, Professor, let's go. i tell you about my string theory. Oh, I'd love to hear your string theory. Yeah, yeah, you tie one to your finger, you don't forget nothing. Well, this is just dandy. My first two guests wash out. Arnie has not called me yet. I need to fill some time here. So, um, let's fill some time here. And now, to wash your ears out from all this real science stuff, Bells in the Bad Free presents a steampunk moment. Honey, could I have some toast, please? Oh, certainly. I'll put the bread in the toaster, push down the lever. <laughs> Here we go, me love. Have we got any butter? Oh, look in the fridge. Sorry, dear, but the boiler needs stoking. Welcome back to Bells in the Battery. In any second now, Arnie should be calling us and... Yeah, hello, Bells in the Battery. Hello, Mr. Bell. This is Mr. Kunzberg, Mr. Arnie Kunzberg. Yes, I know, Arnie. You were supposed to have called earlier. Yes, Mr. Bell, I realize that, but I've been very, very busy on my new job. Well, I certainly hope this new job is science-related. I definitely show. What? Definitely. Definitely. Def, def. Yes, it is. Oh, good. Okay, well, what is it? What is what? Your job. It's this thing I do to earn money. <sighs> okay, let's try this with yes or no questions. Yes. So that's okay with you? Yes. 
so you'll answer truthfully. Maybe. Maybe? Yes. Do you have a new job? Yes. Does it relate somehow to science? Yes. Can you tell me what the job is? No. That's ten dollars down, and we go now to Georgie Kilgallen. All right, Arnie. Nineteen fifties television references aside, why can't you tell me what your new job is? It's a secret. Well, I guessed that. Why do you want to know what my job is? Out of curiosity. I can't do that, Monsieur Bell. Do what? Get out of curiosity. Arnie, that doesn't make any sense. How can you get out of? Arnie. Yes. Are you inside curiosity? The Martian Rover? Wow, you're a really good guesser, Mr. Bell. You're in curiosity. Yep. On Mars. Well, yeah, as of recently, and boy, was that a smackdown landing. Let me tell you, this thing's got terrible shock. Arnie, how did you get into curiosity? There's a door over here. You just open it up. Why are you in curiosity? Oh, well, NASA had some uh, financial setbacks, and they couldn't afford all the electronics to guide curiosity around, so they hired me instead. But, 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 but. Oh, just a second, Mr. Bell. I got to do a little roving. Arnie, that sounds like an old Volkswagen Beetle. It is, Mr. Bell. It's efficient and air-cooled. Uh-huh. Okay, well, uh, what are you looking for? My primary mission is to find water, Mr. Bell. To prove the possible existence of life on Mars at one time? No, because I'm thirsty. Thirsty. Well, they didn't give me a whole lot of water in this thing. You know, we had to watch out for weight. Well, yeah, but didn't they... They said there'll be plenty of water on Mars when I get there. And I've been looking around, and I haven't found so much as a faucet or a pipe. Uh, Arnie, I think water on Mars would probably be in the form of ice. Hmm. You think so? Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I suppose there's a 7-Eleven around Not here. Not bagged ice, Arnie. Ice in the ground. Ground? Like crest ice? No, ice in the ground, in the dirt. Ew! I know I drink water that came from ice that's covered with dirt and rocks and bugs. Uh, Arnie, there are no bugs on Mars. Really? Really. No bugs on Mars? It's a fact. Not at all? Not a one. Hold on just a second. You guys go back where you came from. Go on, fly off. Stupid illegal alien bugs. Um... Arnie, um, are you taking the pictures that NASA's showing everybody? Oh, yeah, you like those? I never had any formal training, but I think you're trying out pretty good so far. So you're handling that big high-tech camera? iPhone. I'm sorry. My iPhone! I see something interesting. I hold it up to the window and I take pictures. Then I text them back to NASA. The pictures we're seeing have been text back to Earth. That's entirely truly doodly do. Okay, Arnie, now I know that you're pulling my leg. I couldn't reach a leg from here even if I wanted. Arnie, I happen to know that there is a 14-minute delay in radio signals from Mars to Earth and Earth to Mars. We couldn't possibly be having this conversation in real time. Well, we could. What do you mean, we could? Hypothetically speaking, of course. Of course. What if the very first thing I did when Curiosity landed on Mars was to put up a cell tower? You put up a cell tower. Well, you are a champion guesser. But even with a cell tower on Mars, how could you... Again, hypothetically speaking... Yes, yes. What if on the trip between Earth and Mars, I dropped off a few cell satellites? Cell 
satellites. Shelterlites is what I call them. So you have cell service on Mars now. Oh, yeah. And you got to be careful. Those data charges will get you. Arnie. And those Roman charges? Oh, boy. Okay, okay, Arnie. Yes. Let me get this straight. You are in... The rover, Curiosity, on Mars, all by yourself. No. You're not alone? I am not. Who's with you? Boo-boo kitty. Boo-boo kitty? Yeah, boo-boo kitty, my cat. They let me bring boo-boo kitty, so I wouldn't feel all alone in that way. Boo-boo kitty. Arnie, you've got a cat there with you? Yeah, boo-boo kitty. Hey, boo-boo kitty. Well, doesn't that get a little, I mean, like, when it uses its scratch box and you're in that enclosed space, doesn't that kind of... I don't have a scratch box, Mr. Bell. You don't have a scratch box. Whole planet's a scratch box. I just open up the door and out she goes. The cat goes outside. The last picture I sent, those strange-looking little rocks in the foreground. Oh, those Those weren't rocks. rocks. Okay, Arnie, listen. uh, We almost had a tragic occurrence the other day. Tragic occurrence? What happened? Boo-boo Kitty was out there taking care of Boo-boo Kitty business. When suddenly the rover started rolling down a little hill, I forgot to set the emergency brake and I was heading right toward it. Oh, my goodness, that's terrible. But luckily I could stop the rover just in time and Boo-boo Kitty is okay. But it was a close call. Oh? Curiosity almost killed the cat. Those can't be crickets, I hear. There are no bugs on Mars, Mr. Bell. Yeah, that's what I... Oh, I can't talk anymore, Mr. Bell. I'm getting another call, and I gotta take this because it's NASA. Oh, and they're gonna give you some special instructions, I guess. Oh, yeah, they're gonna sing the Boo Boo Kitty song. The Boo Boo... Boo Boo Kitty, you're so pretty, sitting up on Mars. Arnie! We're down here, aren't we, Mr. Bell? Yes, we are. Thank you, Arnie, for your report. One more thing before I go, Mr. Bell. I don't want to really rub it in, but when you take a tour of the solar system, there are eight planets that orbit the sun. So far, I've mostly missed them. And right now, I'm parked on only one. Can you guess which one that I'm on? Yeah, you're on Mars, Arnie. Go on and guess. You're on Mars, Arnie. I know this because... The one that I'm on oh. is red as can be. Mm-hmm. If you had occasion to stage an invasion, this is where it would start, you see. Yeah. Both Wellses, AC and Orson, are really endorsing a war of the world's prime enemy. Which is Mars, right? And Arnie is there. It's Mars, Arnie. I know that. That's what we've been talking about for the last five minutes. And Arnie is there. Uh, Arnie is there. Mercury is first in the solar system, but Arnie ain't there. No, Arnie ain't there. It's Mars that you're on. Venus is second in the solar system, but Arnie ain't there. all of them? No, Arnie ain't there. I know you're not there. Earth is third in the solar system. Arnie, you should be there. He's no longer there. You're on Mars. Guess what's next in the solar system? Mars. Because Arnie is there. It's Mars, Mr. Bell. Yeah, I should have guessed that. Hello, I'm John Bell of Bells in the Bat Free. It's a comedy podcast. Fridays and every other Sunday. Well, anyway, back in episode five of Bells in the Bat Free... We introduce the cowlets, tiny little cows. Where did all these cats come from? They're not cats, they're cows, and they're heading toward the water cooler. Stop it before...
Now you can display your love of these tiny cows with genuine Cowlick t-shirts. You know what's really fun to do with these shirts? Get a whole bunch of people to buy them. Then you all gather together and run down the street. People will see these cowlicks coming toward them and think it's a stampede. You think that would really work, Brad? Shh, I'm pushing for bulk sales here. You can also get Cowlick mugs, clocks, and other items. Just go to thebatfree.com and click on shop. This is a limited time offer. No, it's not. You just do not understand advertising, do you? Get your merchandise today with the official Cowlick design created by Jeff Music. Buying lots of them would bring music to my ears. Oh, stop. Stop. 